Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Sarah Jenkins. And I am Carrie Hawker Diaz. Thank you so much for listening today. We love having all of you here. We really do. We always have so much fun with these. And I'm excited for uh, today's podcast because, oh gosh, so Fresh Living, Fresh Off the Set, we're always kind of talking fashion, doing our hair, doing our makeup. But Carrie, I always talk about the fact that I'm not great at doing hair. So I admire people who are in the industry. You went to hair school. Yes. You, like, and you, your hair always is on point. It looks beautiful. You're nice. You're <laughs> nice. It's smoke and mirrors because it's like a lot of hairspray and a lot of product. But yeah, I went to hair school when I was 19 before I got involved in the industry and before I started auditioning for things. And um, it's really hard. Yeah. I did it for a little bit after that. I have and people in my family. My mom did hair. My, I have a couple cousins. And so I thought, hey, it's you know it interested me. Um, there's a lot of chemistry to it when you're doing color, right? Yeah, you're, you're on your feet all day long. You know, it's especially physical. when you're doing shampooing at the bowl, you're just <laughs> leaning over and your back just hurts. It can be it can be really hard. So um, I spoke with uh, Emily, who's the founder of Salon M, and she has a really cool story. She's such a kind person, but um, we talk about what inspired her to open up her own salon, which she did just this year, and how that's going, how she creates those special bonds with her clients and creates an atmosphere of support with her employees. And she's just really cool. I love that. Yeah, she's so inspiring. And I love when you hear these stories of people who maybe didn't have the traditional trajectory and they discovered what they wanted to do a little later in life or did something else first. And uh, anyone who can do hair, I'm just in awe because (laughs) I struggle with a brush or, you know, a hot curling iron. But it is hard, but there's so much more to it, like you said you know, the physicality, the science, and then biggest, I think maybe the social aspect of really relating to clients because you're like a therapist. So it's really good listen. Yes, absolutely. She really speaking of that, give it a listen. Let's do it. Okay. I am so excited to introduce our guest of the day on Fresh Off the Set. This is Emily Pinnegar. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're just gorgeous. You just have this like, <laughs> you have this glow, this like warmth about you. So I'm excited to chat with you. You are the founder of Salon M. Let's just start with, tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Why did you want to start a business? Well, I've been in the industry for 32 years. <laughs> so you started so. when you were what, three? <laughs> Um, During my young, young years um, growing up, I always knew that I wanted to do hair. I would actually go to the beauty salon with my mom and I would sit in the chair next to her and I would twirl around and I'm sure I was that really obnoxious little kid that came in the salon (laughs) that's pulling the drawers open. But anyhow, I just always knew that I wanted to do hair. So I started my journey um, a senior in high school. I went to beauty school Um, And I have done hair all 32 years. So while I was um, raising a family, I actually opened a salon in our home. And we built a couple different homes. And the last home that we built, it was more of a spa-like type home. And at this point, my kids were growing up and older. And 
um, they knew that that was mom's business not to come downstairs, right? <laughs> I had a totally separate entrance. <laughs> and things really started to grow once my kids started to become older. And I kept going back and forth. Should I go work into a bigger salon and just exit the home? Or should I just open my own salon? And every time I would talk about it to other people, I really got discouraged. And people were like, your age, why would you do that at your age? You're not, oh, you're, gosh. you're older, you know? And so it kind of, it kind of put me back a little bit going, okay, I'm going to just, just keep doing what I'm doing. And honestly, it was a really big blessing to be able to stay at home and have a salon in my home while I raised my kids. Um, motherhood's really important, but at the same time, I was able to have that outlet as well. So fast forward several years, and I unfortunately went through um, a divorce, and my ex-husband was awarded the home. So I didn't really have a choice anymore. The home where the salon was? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he got the home, and I had to start looking um, elsewhere and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And so... I went to several different salons. I, I salon hopped a little bit because I knew that I needed, um, I knew what I needed. I knew that I wanted what I wanted. So after salon hopping a few times, I finally found my little niche for a few years and I became a manager at this, the salon that I was working at. And while I was managing, it just kind of opened my eyes to what's out there and um, more kind of a vision of what I wanted to create. And I started dating a guy, and he was a retired dentist, so he obviously, entrepreneurish, you know, just kept saying, you can do this. Put your, put your age aside. It doesn't matter. You're That's awesome. right. Yeah. We like him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have the experience, you know, let's do it. Make it happen. So I started doing a lot of research and um, – got in touch with somebody to kind of be my mentor as far as writing a business plan and all that. And I just, I pulled the plug. I did it. Proud of you. So Thank proud you. of you. That must Thank have been you. so hard to, you know, lose the home where you had, you know, you it built was. your business and yeah. have to kind of like start over. So when did you officially open? We opened just this March okay, <clears throat> of 2023. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, yes. Emily. I'm so proud Thank of you. you. That would be hard. Thank you. you know, just not knowing. I mean, just even starting a business. That's just... You know, starting a business, the unknown mm -hmm. of what goes with it, the unknowns of life, you know. But it it's worked so far. We, we even threw crazy in there in March. And I've kind of had to learn, like, um, you've got... You, you're going to have roadblocks. Mm -hmm. And I was engaged, and I was engaged for over a year, and we just kept pushing our date. Okay, well, after the salon opens, we'll go get married, right? And you know how construction is. <laughs> it's done. You add three years, basically, <laughs> to whatever right. they tell you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we finally just set the date, and we said March 3rd. We'll be in Hawaii, and we're getting married, <clears throat> no matter what comes. If the salon's open for a week, then we leave. So I had already had um, my team in place, and my we call each other our hair besties, Love and that. I just told her, I'm like, girl, I'm out. If if it comes March 3rd and we're open, I'm leaving and I'm getting married and I trust you with my salon. Week yeah. one. <laughs> Week one. Week one. So it happened to be that we left for Hawaii. We got married March 3rd. We came home March 6th. 
and we opened on the 10th. It was totally the crazy. The next week. <laughs> Good for you. You just want to do it so. all at once. Well, did you face any challenges? Of course, uh, you know, are there any that you can mention you know, on the road to opening up the business? To opening, you know, I think my biggest challenge is, or was, and still kind of is, as a business owner, is trusting the process. Mm. Um, it's, it's hard opening a business, especially when you've really never done it before. But you have to kind of trust, trust yourself and trust the business. Um, my husband's favorite word to me is relax. <laughs> It'll work out. I think we all need to right? <laughs> like that word a yeah, little more. Yeah. And, and challenges do. They come. And you just have to say, okay, it might be a roadblock, but we have to find a way, a way around that roadblock. Um, one thing that I would say has been a challenge is letting go and um, giving others a little bit of my workload because I seem to want to do everything. So delegation. Delegation. Delegating. Sure, because you feel yeah. like, well, if I don't do it, it's not going to be done right. So you totally. just want to be able to trust people, yeah. which is good because then you can relax a little right. bit. Use that word, right? Right. Um, what are the joys of running your own business? Oh, my gosh. There's countless joys. One of my favorite, though, is watching my team succeed. It, like, actually brings tears to my, mm-hmm. to my eyes. Yeah. Seeing my team um grow and prosper. This is, the world is hard. Um, We live in a hard world. And just watching um, my team come in and get new clients and just be so excited about their success. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my girls came running in the other day and she literally did all but a cartwheel. And she was like, (laughs) I just love you and I love my job and I love my clients and just seeing their success is my biggest joy. I feel that from you. You know, you can see that just, I mean, we all want to work for someone like you where it's your success is defined by our success, you know, and you really feel that through, through your words and your emotions. That's really special. Emily, that's really, that's really cool. How, how do you build it? You know, speaking of your team, a supportive team, would you, any advice you could give? You know what? In the salon world, you know, and I'm not saying just the salon world. I'm sure a lot of work environments, you can get that cattiness and that um, negativity. You have to, as, a, as an owner of a business, you have to be very selective of who you're hiring. I not only am selective with um, personalities and who's going to bring the right vibe in, to our environment, <clears throat> as well as their knowledge and their experience of what they can do. But I always say that I can bring somebody in who can vibe with our salon, and if their skills aren't 100%, I'm an educational salon. I'll teach them so we we can learn together. But I've also told my team, and this is my experience in the past of managing if there's drama, you're out. Like, yeah. we don't do drama. We have to have a safe environment yeah. to work in. I want my team to be able to come to work, walk through the doors, and feel like it's their second home. I want to create that, and I feel like I have created that environment. Um, I want the girls or guys, whoever work with me, to trust me and then to be able to trust each other. 
Well, I think that ends up being also the clients that come in end up trusting you because you're basically people's therapists. Let's be honest. Oh, seriously. (laughs) I've worked in a building before where there was a social worker across the hall. And I'm like, look, I'll just will these people in (laughs) after they tell us everything and you need to fix it. You just become the easiest people to talk to. People just like end up like sharing their life with you. So I see why it's so important to start with your employees and make sure everyone is trustworthy because then it feels like you can you just feel as a client that we can trust you why you know and you mentioned a little bit well why is it so important to create a positive and cohesive team in your salon well it's important because we're there almost as much as we are at home if not more Mm. during the hours that we're awake so if you have that cohesive team and that environment not only does your team work and feel happy and want to be there, the clients feel it when they come in. As a matter of fact, I read one of our Google reviews recently that said you can feel it when you walk in. They're happy. They want you there, you know. And I feel like if I have that team that walks in ready to work, and then it's going to project onto the clients, and the clients are going to be able to, like you said, like trust us. Yeah. Yeah, well, then so. that probably contributes to success, your success, wouldn't you say Completely. after that? Absolutely, yeah. And I've also built this environment that I want guests that come into our salon to be able to feel like this is their safe place as well. Um, getting your hair done is, there's a lot of um, touching, and a lot of people need that feel, that love, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you're in our shampoo chairs, you get a great oh, massage. It's the best. Right? It's the absolute and best. And there's something about that hands-on <laughs> yeah. massage and that touch that gives you a connection mm-hmm. with your guest. Yeah, absolutely. That's my favorite time. <laughs> I just too. fall asleep. Absolutely. It's like, <laughs> it is the best. Um, okay, speaking of that, tell us about nurturing your client relationships and how is that rewarding? And do you have a story that you can share oh, with us? Oh, nurturing my clients, yes. I have had guests that have been with me for so many years. And um, I, one of the stories that I'll tell you is I've had a client, she's been with me for probably 15 years. And she moved to Utah from Washington. And she started coming to me when I was in my home. And I remember her walking down the steps. She has MS. And I per. I watch her progressively get worse. And so I've been on her MS journey with her to the point now where she's in a wheelchair and it's hard for her to get out of the wheelchair and get into the shampoo sink, you know. Um, She's also to the point where she can't necessarily cut her own toenails. And she's like, I don't really want my husband to do it. So I don't do pedicures. I used to years ago, but I don't do them anymore. But she is one who, when she comes in in her wheelchair, I'll get her color on, and I pull her shoes and socks off, and we clip toenails, and we paint them. So there's there's a lot of nurturing, too, that goes with clients. So clients open up. They tell you their life stories. And if they're a guest long enough in your chair you get to ride along their journey with them. Mm -hmm. So I have seen her from her good days of walking down to my stairs to now she's wheelchair bound. 
And I just have this total love for her. I also had um, a client who, when I was going through my divorce, um, you know, I don't wish divorce upon anybody. It is hands down one of the worst things ever. And I was talking to him about it, and he said, where are you going to live? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit lost. And I wasn't just a little bit. I was a lot lost. And he was so kind to reach out to somebody in his neighborhood. And he said, I want you to go and meet with this lady. She's, um, they call him what, a snowbird. They go down to Arizona for the winter. And I think that you could live in her house while she did that. So just stuff like that, this connect, the connections. And this was seven and a half years ago. And I ended up meeting with this lady and I became so close to her. I lived in her home for just a couple of months, just while I was getting my feet on the ground. And she now is in her eighties and she's my little weekly lady that comes in every single week. And I just have this love for her. She brings her little dog in and the whole salon thinks the dog is the mascot of the (laughs) salon. (laughs) But just stuff like that, you know, you become very, very close with people. Well, I see why you're so successful because you actually care. You know, you can feel through your words and you're just, you know, I'm, you can't see us right now, but I'm looking at you and you could just feel your love for people. That's what it's about for you. And the hair kind of comes second. Of course, I'm sure you're amazing at it, but like the people or what, what matters to you. Um, How do you express, express your creativity in the beauty industry? You know what? That is so fun. I actually um, run an apprenticeship program. So I apprentice girls, they can go to beauty school right under me. I'm an instructor. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So they start from very, the ground zero. Like I just started a new apprentice last week or two weeks ago. So, um, but you can express yourself through hair and through the creativity of, I love, I specialize actually in short pixie cuts and it's artistic. There's an artsy fartsy side of you. That's like, it's so fun. Yeah. You get in there with the razor and you're just, you, I get lost in in doing, like, it's just that that hour of cutting hair is just relaxing and soothing, and it's fun. You probably so. are able to express, yeah, colors and cuts oh, and, like, yeah. you know, all of it. That's really right. cool. Yeah. Why is promoting eco-friendly and ethical salon practices so important to you? Well, just because of the earth that we live on. So I chose a um, partner, a product um, to bring in, not only because when I tested their products, I absolutely fell in love with their products. I'm one of the first salons to bring um, this retail product in. It's called Evo. And they um, are very eco-friendly. They use recycled plastic. They, in their um, plant, they use solar um, to provide. They are vegan free. Every product is vegan free except for three products. So they're just a safe, they, they try to make it so that footprint on the earth isn't left from them, you know, mm-hmm. like as far as a bad footprint. Not only good product, but actually yes. caring about our earth. Exactly. That's, yeah. really, that's awesome that you're doing that too. What, um, what other meaningful ways does your salon engage the community, because I know that's important to you. It is important. Um, we actually just did our, it was called Cedar Hills, I think, Festival, Family Festival Days. 
um, a month ago. And we were in their little parade, and then we did uh, an open house after. And we had moms and daughters come in, and it was just so fun to watch them come in and get, like, the little goddess glitter feathers in their hair, and we were offering that for free. That's so fun. It is fun. But we also, right now, uh, my husband and I are actually working with uh, Title I School, and we're trying to put some little back-to-school kits together for the oldest, the sixth graders, I believe, in that school. Just because the Title Ones, they they struggle. You know, they don't, and I don't know how it was when you grew up, but when I grew up, my mom would take us school shopping, and then we would also go get accessories mm-hmm. for our hair and our, you know, new brushes and new bows. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to put little hygiene kits together for these girls with something fun to put in their hair mm-hmm. as well. That's phenomenal you're doing that. They all deserve to have the same they experience, right? Do. Yeah, yes. that's really cool yeah. you're doing that. Okay, your, so your salon has, do you do color, cuts? Tell Everything. us just quickly about yep. what your salon offers. Okay, colors, cuts, um, perms. They're actually I love it. back in. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I also actually personally do eyebrows, microblading, powder brows, and then we do permanent jewelry and piercings. And if you're lucky, maybe your toes. <laughs> you have your to be family. super lucky. <laughs> that's only for this bachelor one. Um, how do you balance your business, self-care, and your personal life? Because that's you've got a lot going on. It is hard. Yeah. So you have to be disciplined. I get up very early in the morning. I do yoga. Um, I'm a big hot yoga fan. So several times a week I go early in the morning to do that. I'm also a runner. And I have to force myself to find that time. If I don't, it's not a good day. So, so that's super important to you. So you're hot yoga first. Hot yoga and running. Yeah, those are my outlets. Well, if we can all have your energy and look the way that you do, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the key, you guys. We got to get up and do hot yoga to look amazing like Emily. <laughs> you're Emily, so nice. You have been so fun to chat with. We really appreciate you talking with us. If we want to, we're going to get to the Fresh Five in a second, but if we want to book an appointment or come see you, where can we follow you? SalonMMSweets.com or if you want to hit our Instagram as well, SalonMSweets. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Are you ready for the fresh five? Yes. Okay. She doesn't know these questions, people. These are just, they literally are fresh five. Okay. First one, what is making you happy right now? As in right this moment mm-hmm. or like in my life in general, just right anything this that second. comes to your mind. Yeah. Do you know what? My new marriage. Oh, that's yeah. right. Brand new. Yeah. Brand new. Congrats to that. She is smiling guys. If you can't hear it. She's <laughs> smiling. What's his name? Steve. 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 She loves you. Um, <laughs> what's one of your favorite movies? Well, you're going to think I'm crazy, but we don't go to movies. Okay. We don't watch TV. I just, I, I don't, it's not that I don't love them or don't like it. I just don't have time. She's busy. She's doing hot I yoga and running a business. And I just, <laughs> I would rather be outside on my bike or hiking or something than watching a movie. However, we did see a movie last week. What did you see? Um, Sound of Freedom. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it just brought a lot of awareness that we all need to be aware of what's really going on in the world. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, she's outdoors, people. I like that. <laughs> okay, it's brunch. Emily, what are you ordering? I intermittent fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot from her right now. This is good. Okay, so maybe not brunch. Um, what's your favorite place to visit? My favorite place to visit. Oh, that's hard. Um, you know what? One of my tops is Cancun. We have a place, uh, a timeshare down there. I love Cancun. Cancun. Yeah. Amazing. And you're having a late night snack if you're not intermittent fasting. What is it? <laughs> what do you what what is your go-to snack? Oh, my go-to snack. 
probably nuts with a few chocolate chips in there. <laughs> yummy. <laughs> yummy. That's always in my charcuterie at night. That's my yeah. 9 p.m. snack. All right. Well, it's been so lovely to get to know you, Emily. Thank Congrats you. on all your success. Thank you for coming in and and being our guest on Fresh Off the Set. It's been great to thank see you, you and know you. Thank you for having me. Of I course. appreciate it. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.